I love Becky the doctor. Becky is the diagnoser and prescriber. Becky should have a show where she diagnoses and prescribes things to people. With one hundred percent. With like a disclaimer being like. With no skill whatsoever. No, on like the judge shows where they're like disclaimer: this person is not a real judge, and nothing in this courtroom. Becky, you have to. of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I get to do my favorite thing of every week, which is hang out with my two sisters, Lily and Becky. Lily, in the Canary Islands, how are you? And how cool was last episode with the legend Janet Varney? I'm just getting, like, profoundly into still into all her content and i was watching a scene that she did um from season two of uh, you're the worst uh where she plays Buck- becca barbara and she's just being so horrible but then she orders her husband to go get her food for dinner and she's like <laughs> oh I my want- god that leaves her food it's an entire birthday cake <laughs> like i know really, that's like Movie popcorn, just buy the just ticket the and ticket. buy the ticket. <laughs> She's like AMC movie popcorn, buy the ticket and leave. And <laughs> that list, I just want to screenshot. I need to like type it out and just screenshot it, um, and share it with the world because that food list was brilliant. She delivered it brilliantly. So, of Janet Varney on You're the Worst. So, so I'm at, I'm kind of like midway through season three, and so far my favorite reoccurring bit is the season finale of one and two, and I imagine it has to be they have to do the same hey, thing. I haven't finished three, two because I'm looking forward to it. Well, the the season finale is um in season one, and as it is in season two, is a party that Becca and Vernon Barbara throw at their house where like <laughs> chaos ensues, and that is my favorite bit yeah. of the show so far when they ruin something that becca they, they just, just like it's not just me out. you guys love vernon too right oh not he's he, i think one of the great things about this show so this is a show that to me i felt like was mismarketed and so i didn't get on board the first time because 100%. i felt like it was marketed as another always sunny in philadelphia type show and i didn't have room for another one of those in my life i feel like in a show that's called you're the worst most of the characters are the best Right, there's. But like, they're, they're terrible people. They're they're all pretty terrible. They're all pretty much the word. The title's accurate. Ed, Edgar's see, the only one who's not a terrible see, person. He's I, just a severely messed up person. I feel like they all have deeply sympathetic components to them, much yes, more completely. than in a more nihilistic they're, they're, show. No, no, no. They're complex, but like in season, the character of Dorothy in season three seems like she would be a really great person but she's actually pretty terrible she's like has some like hey, equally terrible it. things that she does right well i'm not i think you might have passed me at this point either way i agree vernon are you saying i have too much time on my hands is it pretty hilarious? Saying, oh my god what vernon, i'm saying is i was trying to recommend the show to somebody and i was like look once you finish catastrophe which is a masterpiece i was like this is a a fantastic show because I think it's hard to watch them at the same time. This is a fantastic show to watch because they're actually quite different enough and fills that like me- people being mean to each other void in your life. And yeah, I, I but like, it has I heart. Much, it has heart. Um, sure. I love how they 
you know, how much uh, screen time Becca Barbara gets and Janet's character gets in the show because she is extremely hilarious. She's a really funny character. Um, and obviously Janet Barney does it brilliantly. But um, she, I will say the Becca and Vernon characters are, are some of my favorite side characters uh, for sure. Yeah. So, so if you haven't already, go back one episode probably one of the coolest things we've ever gotten to do go check out that last episode that we taped mm-hmm. of the podcast and lily could you also remind people to do the rating and reviewing thing sorry did you that. hear that did you, you didn't hear that beeping did no. you no. okay i just want to let everybody know that there's this beeping that goes on in my house when someone opens a door because like as if you're in a jewelry store. Well, because you guys are security mm-hmm. lockdown because you got robbed. We have like a we we have like a serious security situ- situation in my house. We have like an alarm and everything, but somehow the alarm company like turned on this like jewelry store effect when you open a door, and we can't figure out how to turn it off. So we're just like, like waiting it out to see who will call them and like ask them to turn it off between me and Jose, and it annoys the shit out of both of us. But I was like, I'm fine with it. All right, keep like, us posted. Okay. Yeah, keep posted. us posted and it's, tell the listeners how they it. can support us. Um, you can rate us. Like, if you would be willing to dine somewhere and feel the need to talk about the waiter service um, on your Yelps and TripAdvisor and your Uber Eats or Just whatever. Just rate and review do. us. It's really they, helpful for the show. But if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's of the worst. That what can... I'm saying is that like I feel like people are willing to rate so easily for restaurants Well, podcasts are more important than food. So just go <laughs> into they? iTunes. And freer. Absolutely. Well, they're freer. I gotta, I gotta tell you, right you now, food feels like... Share the love of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Give us five stars. Write, you guys are the best. And that will help spread the word. Yeah, and that that's absolutely right. And when we talk about Friday Night Movie, this is a family podcast, and our original listener, um, uh, Cousin Vanessa, who we love dearly, she and her brothers and her cousins, who are our cousins as well, had a very sad loss in the family of their grandmother, of Anita, who was our grandmother's cousin. And I wanted to just spend a moment uh, remembering her because they're such a huge part of our lives. And she was a huge part of our lives in Montreal. And the way you can describe Anita was like the classiest, most elegant woman in her generation. Like when you'd go to a party. Or anyone's generation. My God. When you'd go to a party or you'd go to visit her house and she'd say in her like deep Cuban accent, you know, sit down, let's have a drink. You know, even though you were like 15. It was Never so... saw the woman without red lipstick. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Always, Never. always looked beautiful. And I have this great memory of going to the Spectrum in Montreal with her and mom and dad to go see the Buena Vista Social Club. And there was a long line to get in, and it was general admission. And she just walked, she like walked elegantly to the front of the line, handed the bouncer a wad of cash, and without a word, he just walked us to really good seats in the front. She just, she owned Class. the show, and we'll miss her, and we send our love to them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's no easy way to transition out of that. Um, 
so I'll just tell a couple of funny stories. One is that the other day I pick up the kids from school, and as I'm picking up the kids from school, you know, I, you get to know some of the other kids that your kids know. You wave, say hi to the different ones, and I said hi to this one in particular one who on certain occasions we do a carpool with his family, and uh, I said hi. He barely waved because I'm pretty sure he's uninterested in talking to me. Bring the kids home. It's now about 10 to 6 as I'm pulling up to the house and Allie calls me and said, hey, did you remember to bring this, not using his name, this kid home with you today because we were supposed to pick him up today? And I said, you 100% told me before I left the house today that I did not have to pick him up. And she's like, oh, you're so right. So Allie had to race back in at the last minute, go and get him, bring him back to our, bring him back to his house because at that point it was too late to bring him back to our house. And she just totally pretended, at least to him, that it didn't happen. Like that. So Why don't you share how so, you trolled her so after? So oh, then I, then I had Lily, I told Lily <laughs> to call. He, Shai texts me and he's like, do me a favor, call Allie. And this is Allie's birth. it's on Allie's birthday. Call Allie and ask her um, if she remembered to pick up those kids at school. <laughs> and I was like, done. So I call Allie like three times, she doesn't pick up. So I'm like, okay, she's probably, like, I don't have time to talk to Lily because I'm dropping off like kids I've orphaned at school. So she, I text her and I was like, Hey Al, just wanted to know, do you remember to pick up, pick up so-and-so's kid at school? And she just calls me laughing hysterically. She's like, I don't know where you got that information. But (laughs) I have a question. What's worse? (laughs) What's worse? Forgetting your own kid, forgetting to pick up your own kid or forgetting to pick up someone else's kid. Someone else's kid. kid. You're always Look at that. We're split on it. Look at that worse. I definitely think it's worse to forget your own kid. Because then you have to deal with the drama. I forgot my youngest child in the car once. As we, we went, forgot we, them in the car. Like we, How old was she? I, That's like us, illegal. There was a bunch of us. No, we were back at the house. We had all gone on vacation together. I think you, one of you guys was there. And what? we all came back into the house. It was New Year's Eve. And we're all like setting up. And like 20 Year's minutes Year's later, we're like, where is no, she? It wasn't. Where is she? <laughs> and we ran and outside. She was in the car. Wasn't she screaming? She was in the car. She was really screaming. upset because she was too small to get out of her thing. To this day, I mean, it happened four years ago. To this day, she reminds me every time we get in and out of the car. I'm like, when are you gonna? When are you gonna forget this? So this time, when Allie forgot this other kid, although in the end she totally picked the kid up on time, so it's not like he was waiting. He wouldn't have known the difference. Um, I said, I, I said to my youngest, I said, so now that mom forgot this other kid, are you going to talk about that instead of the time that I forgot you in the car? And she's like, absolutely like, not. Nope. I'm still nope. going to bring this up. I don't know. Your kids so have. Then later in the week, I lost our dog. So. I what? Looked, I, kind I, I of, what was happening in your house, Shy? So later get it we, together. Still on those painkillers so, for your back? So, no. You need one of those, like, house managers that Chrissy Teigen has. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so let's be clear. I looked at the credit card bill this month, and he only cost us $1,000 this past month. This dog. Yeah, that first year mm-hmm. is rough with a, with a and, puppy. And so... We, uh, I was, it was, it was, I think it was, I don't know if it was on Allie's birthday or it was another day. I was just trying to be helpful, you know, to, to be a helpful guy around the house. I picked up the kids. I picked up the, oh, this is Friday. I picked up the challah and Allie had told me to pick up, said, oh, could you pick up the dog too? I said, I'll pick up the dog. So I, I didn't a hundred percent remember where she said the dog was, but I instinctively went to the doggy daycare where we go to pick up the dog usually and i go in and i talk to the people behind the desk i said hey i'm here to pick up rocket and they're like rocket gonzalez and i'm like 
Uh, no, Rocket. They're like, well, that's my that's my sister's dog. <laughs> so, so not Rocket Gonzalez, Rocket Corman. And they said, oh no, Rocket Corman's not here today. All we have is Rocket Gonzalez. And and they showed me the leashes, and they only had Rocket Gonzalez. So I said, okay, I guess he's not here. Like, wow, here's proof of life. So I'm like, <laughs> wow. Here. I'm like, I'm a real dummy. I guess I totally wasn't paying attention. I guess he's at the house that we. He's like a dog friend that he stays with. So I drive the kids now. Fit. Quite eventful social life why don't, for a why don't puppy. You just... Text your wife and ask where he is. Why don't you just leave your dog at his house where because, he lives? Because why are you on a scavenger hunt for at, your dog? Because at that point, I was really embarrassed because I was like, wow, I must have really not been paying she attention. She forgot a human being at school, <laughs> shy. So I must have not been paying attention. So I just tell the kids, I'm like, guys, isn't this so funny? I drove us 20 minutes out of the way, and the dog is actually staying at his friend's house around the corner from my house. Um... And I went to, uh, I went to the, um, uh, so we drove back to our neighborhood. We went to his dog friend's house. I knock on the door and they answer the door and I said, Hey, is Rocket here? I'm here to pick him up. And they said, Rocket? No, he got picked up hours ago. So I'm like, Gonzalez is here. (laughs) No, no. So I'm like, what? What is going on here? So then at that point I called Allie and I said, Allie, did you pick up Rocket? She's like, no, he's at the doggy daycare place. And I was like, what is going on here? So I tell the kids we've got to drive back out she to the doggy daycare. His he she changed his name to Rocket Gonzalez. The kids were so, so. the kids were so mad at me because I didn't want to bring them home to disturb Alan's I'm quiet time. You. So we drive back out to the doggy daycare. I walk in and I say, Jeez. "My dog is here." Like, the, <laughs> and they look at me and they're like, "No, he's not." And then I realize the people I'm talking to are not the usual people who work there and who also give me like... I was waiting for you to be like, I realized I'm at the wrong doggy daycare. No, 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 I was at the right one. But there's a group of people who are always there who are a little bit judgy. Like, they give me, like, dog parenting advice whenever I pick them up. I said, this isn't part of the relationship here. But the crew that was there on Friday evening must have been the B team. And I said, look, my wife said, Rocket is here. She dropped him off here. So... Unless you lost him, he's in this building. So she starts to get really stressed. She looks at the leashes. She doesn't see his name. She looks at the log. She doesn't see his name. She goes into the big area because now Rocket hangs with the big dogs. Can't you just go and pick him out? So then she lets me. Eventually she comes out. She goes, and I hear. I pick out a better dog. I. (laughs) There isn't a better dog than mine. And I hear them talking in the background. And I hear them being like, "Rocket's not here. All we have is Rocket (laughs) Gonzalez." Which one of you guys doesn't throw up all the time? I'll take you. So they finally bring me back into this pen with a bunch of huge dogs who come barreling at me. And there, underneath their feet, is like a little little Rocket having fun because he likes to play with the big dogs. And he's there. And I said, guys, this is my dog. This is Rocket. And he's happy to see me. He comes out. And they said, oh. Well, so they say, oh, we mislabeled him as Remy. And we've been calling him Remy all day. <laughs> some other dog. So I pick him up. I scoop him up. I put him in the car. He's on my lap. We're dr- I'm driving him home. And, and as he throws I- up and you go to the vet nope. and it costs you $1,000. As I'm driving home, nope. I start to get nervous that the dog. Oh, wait a minute. What if this isn't my dog? <laughs> so I'm driving and I'm checking his markings. And it was Rocket. So. I, well, somehow your, chil- somehow your children have made it this far. Um, yeah. <laughs> somehow the last two stories do not bode well for your parenting skills, but somehow 
you're keeping them alive. Now, speaking of parenting, Becky, you now have to parent two children, and I love this for two reasons. Number Do one, I, though? Number, number one, your kids are very cute. Number two, as an oldest child, it makes me so happy that you now have to have an oldest child that you have to empathize with. Because for 40 years, you basically haven't. And now, I'm so interested in the conflict that you too. feel. And it looks like you. So it's a Becky, but it's an oldest. Listen, my two children are at very drastically different stages in their life. Mary's personality is really blossoming at the moment. She is a miniature me. I have a lot of allegiance towards that. (laughs) Sunny is like a little... Allegiance is the correct word. Is like a blob who nurses and poops and cries, you know? Like... I love her, but she's not so giving me much Mary to work for with. Now is what you're saying? Not much to work with. Team you know, we'll, we'll see where she's at in like 18 months. Okay, check back in with me then. <laughs> so now you have been with mom, and you've been watching a ton of movies and TV, including I don't. The movie I have to interrupt. I we, I don't we, do as good of a job. I feel regretful that I don't do a good as a job live texting my movie watching experiences with mom because I think I'm just so in it and like okay, I'm I need off. to tell I, Be- there's, there Becky are a lot has of wait story. I have there's... been enjoy- I'm really sad that I'm not with Becky and mom but I have to say I wish I could You're publish this as a novel. I am in, so enjoying Becky, all the direct she's watching with mom and good movies she's watching with mom. And yet it seems like mom's responses are the same. And <laughs> and having Becky text the live responses of like, now guys, I'm watching this. I'm enthralled. Okay, so I saved one story because I knew I wouldn't be able to text it in a way that fully conveyed what was happening. I don't think I texted it to you. We're watching a documentary called Apollo 11, which is, like, super interesting and beautiful. It's different than most documentaries because it, it's really just about, like, the moon landing mission. Was mom predicting the ending even though it's a documentary? I, I can't. They're not like, going to land it's, down it's so, it's, you're on. You're hot. You're warm. You're pretty warm to hot of what was happening. But well, the, the reason this movie is so beautiful and interesting to watch is because it's a lot of never-before-seen never footage of the preparation for the mission and the launch and the actual mission itself. And it's really, really gorgeous footage incredible behind the scenes stuff that was happening so sitting on the couch the order is dad mom me and vlad so mom is sitting between me and vlad and consistently classic mom seating place by the way consistently well, throughout she sits next to dad someone will get murdered <laughs> no 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 she is sitting next to dad it's oh, dad, no. oh, dad mom, me. mom oh boy yeah she's sitting please? in between me and dad oh not between you and vlad no, between me and dad. This is very important. So, so consistent, this is happening consistently throughout the movie. There's a shot of, you know, for example, so this is one shot of like the, where all of the engineers or scientists or like NASA people are working and it, you go and you see these gigantic supercomputers that were, they were using of the day. And it's this like long, long take and you're seeing them, you know, inputting numbers and calculations and stuff into these huge computers. And mom would, for example, turn to dad and go, Roger, are those giant computers? And dad goes, yeah, those are giant computers. That's what they looked like in the sixties. Then she immediately would turn to me and be like, Becky, did you know that those are giant computers? And that's what they look like in the the movie. <laughs> a, you can't hear dad, and B, she's fact checking. 
I'm sitting there watching it with her and I can tell it's a gigantic computer from the 60s and I'm like mom not only am I actually sitting here watching the same thing as you I can hear you talking to dad double checking everything Roger is that a shot from the space shuttle yes that's a shot looking out at the earth from the space shuttle Becky can you believe they have this shot of the earth from the space shuttle I'm like just fact checked it with dad the entire movie. It was amazing. So, but I have to say... Oh, do you have a question? Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I want to hear we, We've been is. watching tons of stuff together. Mom even stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning watching... This is all the, the Christmas of mine. She stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning holding my baby so I could sleep um, watching Netflix Christmas specials. But the movie that finally broke her, that finally broke her spirit was Six Underground. <laughs> because... <laughs> Uh, we started off, that was like, somehow that was a bridge too far for mom that oh. was too much for her four o'clock in the morning watching the princess switch totally fine she was loving it she was like oh i guess i have to go to bed now if you're awake to take over and i'm like why are you even i was like you could be sleeping you don't need to be staying awake holding the baby watching this she goes well it's a good excuse to watch some of these these the cute movies. switched yeah <laughs> That's but Vanessa Hudson, right? Vanessa yeah, yeah, Hudson's, yeah. 600 Round, it broke her because she started off, she was enthusiastic. She's like, this is so much fun. Look how cute it is. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, it's just a silly action movie. She's narrating the whole movie as we're seeing it. Oof. And then that last 40 minutes, that last slog of the movie, she literally, she was depleted of energy. She looked like That's she was... That's the 40 minutes like, I have left. She just was like, well, I can't take it anymore. What is this? Should What's we, happening? Should Why I stop? Two-thirds... I told I'm Becky so. I'm the only. I, enjoyed it. I so, think you should I finish watching it just to see how truly abominable this movie is. So I because... watched it with Allie on Friday night, and it's two hours and eight minutes. I fell asleep in the last twenty minutes. Don't care what happened. But when Becky, when I was talking to Becky, I said, "Becky, ju- you don't have to watch it. I know it was your idea. Just watch something else that I like that I've wanted you to watch, like a little oh. Avatar Airbender, some You're the Worst, I mean, whatever." I regret you gave her a spending. Pardon? Is that what you did? Yeah. Like, I parted you? This I, yeah, exactly. I, regret, please I watch regret something spending. I recommend. As a I regret spending two hours of my life watching that movie, but I also I feel like it was a psych- day, guys. I also feel like it was like a psychological experiment that I needed to go through watching this film just to see how each of us would slowly lose our minds watching it. Because can I, like, can I ask it really does start off like fun, and by the end, it's just. I don't even feel like it was written by anyone. I feel like it was just written by some algorithm of like crap movie meets explosion. I here I have a few things to say. I'm going to say that I think for some weird like anomaly in the universe, what you guys are able to sustain with Riverdale shit, I for some reason no Riverdale feel that is far more complex a- than this. Action movie has because narrative it has. I have life. more threshold for shit action movies, I guess. But I have a few questions. I think if you only want to watch the first hour twenty, I endorse the first hour twenty because I think it's fun enough. Um, Do you want to maybe set it, the movie up? By the way, we haven't really told it. Oh. Anyone. It's about, it's, about it's a great concept. It's about six soldiers or, or, or interesting people or whatever. We only get the backstory of like two and a half of them. Oh, no, no, Becky. They give you like 25 minute flashbacks of each of those characters. No, Unbearable. you never really, you, no, you I never haven't really seen the find out yet. why Melanie Laurent 
joined them other than she was in the CIA. You don't find out. You don't find Whatever. anything out about the, the doctor. Why does the doctor have ninja skills? Who from is she? Different backgrounds who they billionaire background brian reynolds recruits because they the real countries won't get shit done so they're gonna fix the world they're basically um, like murderers and they and they make yeah, themselves like a mission they're impossible like type team but they're not good guns. well they seem to never know anything about their missions that they're on they have horrible plans. They somehow have a parkour guy saving the day all the time. Like, how does that make any sense? Although I love those scenes of that guy running across a crane. Like, I definitely the, bought the, that. The, the parkour the parkour scene was the moment where he runs across the crane was the one moment where I was like, oh, maybe it's, it's going to cool. get better. Nope. Right. No. The point is that, like, I think if you're sitting there being like this parkour guy in this very high tech, you know, action movie is the most interesting part. We have more in trouble. I was like, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, he's great. This is the worst part of the movie. I'm going to just say it. It is a tragedy that is a great that is such a great cast. But yeah. hello, this is triple, triple Frontier all over again. It's no, actually no, it's, it's the guy that did Triple Frontier, Frontier is there's actually six of them. There's so, there's six amazing actors. I know, but Triple Frontier is the same thing. These incredible actors with what could be an awesome concept and actually a, a in that case, a, a great director, and you just don't I, understand how it. Since when do just you, falls apart? Since when do you say Michael Bay is a great director? I mean, I Michael... never said he was a great director. You can literally go into my text and I use no, the word she's talking solid. About Triple Frontier, Shai. Triple Frontier. The oh. guy that directed Triple Frontier is a really good director. I've seen his some of his other stuff. It's phenomenal. Um, but here's my question: If these, but Michael movies... Bay, even though he's not a director that I like, he delivers in terms of he delivers on his profits. He delivers on blockbusters. Yeah. He Didn't delivers... he do Independence Day, guys? Let's no, out. no, that's who's that? He did and The Rock. Okay, those are the... Well, The Rock is good. Armageddon is the worst movie I've ever seen. So... Mm, Armageddon had a time and place, okay? No. You were were just... That was your sweet spot in, like, the 90s in high school. Was that, like, 1998? Whatever it is, it was your sweet spot. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's 1998. It's around that time. If you transport yourself back to that year, that movie was made for that year. It was... Look... I, I never liked that movie, but that movie is definitely very much of that time. Michael, yes. Bay, like Michael Bay knows. Ninety-eight, to... Becky. Wow. Gee. Becky. Becky. I I mean, Michael memory. Bay knows how to make a too. spectacle, but he. I wouldn't. The bottom line is, is that he was working with pretty good materials here. Probably zero oversight from Netflix. But that's what Becky said. Million that's dollar what Becky budget. said. Like, what? Here's my question. So you're telling me The Irishman is all the conversations that Scorsese's never been able to put in movies and gets a chance to, <laughs> and this is all the car smashing, people th- being thrown in the air and dying, exploding human beings that he so never much... got to put in all the other movies. And they were like, oh, goody, Netflix is going to let us do whatever we want and just, like, kiss our tushies while we make I think there's something to be thrown said. in the air and be exploded by grenades while a car hits them and, like, people are impaled. Becky just texted and was like, why is there so much vehicular manslaughter in this movie? He, it's insane. Well, maybe like, because he makes so PG-13 movies usually, he doesn't get to show all the people being run over, and he's like, we're going to make this one realistic. It okay, but here's my ultimate It's You're in the bit. fetishy how many people get hit it, by cars. Like, at certain point. shots, it's just like an explosion of, like, three bodies getting hit by a car flying at the camera. Here, it, I have a question, though, Becky. You have to explain the numbers to me. If it's not released in a theater... How are they making their money back? Subscriptions. Because, 
Yeah, to so Netflix? this is where I would say. Do you think people are subscribing to Netflix just because of this shit movie? So well, that's but what they hope. The, I, I think guess. what they hope is that by putting out this premium content, people will stay with them. Personally, I think this is a sign that Netflix is overreaching because if you compare this to their comedy specials, which I'm not over the moon over, but the comedy specials cannot cost a lot of money to make because those comedy specials, you're basically you're finding a comic, you're paying them for their time and to tape their. If it bit, works, but, it takes off and it's great. If not, yeah, no big deal. But how many millions of dollars does one of those costs? At most, no. ten. At most, that seems no. like. A lot even that seems two, like a lot of money. one it's just it's probably more it's probably more like at most two you're filming it's probably like one and you're a half filming to two. a concert and you're you you have a chance that you're going to have a breakout star you're going to have an ali wong special or you're going to have uh this new jeff garland one i'm hearing great stuff about and and that's great uh but in this, you're essentially taking movies that, that when they go, as I understand it, Beck, when you make a $150, $150 million movie, you have to make double the money back to break even in, in the theaters, just about? Well, well, usually, because I think they say something like your marketing campaign could cost like almost as much as the movie itself. Right. So, right. so in this one, they don't have a marketing campaign because you just get a Netflix notification the day it comes out. So maybe I guess they saved some money there. I haven't but, seen any po- posters around my neighborhood like I did for Triple Frontier when it came out on Netflix. <laughs> Triple Frontier advertised heavily in my neighborhood. <laughs> for real so, guys, but so uh, to me, this is a sign that I, I still have yet to have seen other than Murder Mystery, which I kind of liked. And, and and this is sort of a tale of two companies because I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll contrast into one of the movies I wanted to raise today because this is a catch up episode. I saw Brittany runs a marathon yesterday with Allie, which is an Amazon movie, Amazon Studios. It is a small movie by budget standards, and it was more serious than I expected. I thought it to be really funny, but it was like an excellent, thoughtful movie. Uh, half, hour, I, half hour I, too long, but like all movies. Why did, are why did I think that Britney runs a marathon? For some reason, it makes me think that Britney runs a marathon was one of those movies. We should look this up. But my prediction is that if it was good and it was premium content, then it was something it that was probably theater. made. That it was something that was made independently, and that like at a film festival, oh. Prime bought it. It definitely okay. has put their branding on it. Because I'm pretty I sure Brian like, saw it in the theater of the I, Take Two podcast. I, I feel like the Brian. good ones, like the good movies, tend to be films that were just made independently and then get sold. But, but Amazon releases its movies in the theaters. It doesn't pull the Netflix game where they put it in the theater for a week. Like Moonlight won an Oscar. Yeah. How long does it have to be in the theater to win an Oscar? I don't know. Anyways, my, my, point to, like, is, like, my point is that my point is that I'm con- I continually feel justified about my feeling that Amazon makes better, fewer, better products. And Britney Runs a Marathon is a really thoughtful movie about can, body image. I health. can't wait to see it. It, it was it was a little bit stressful for me because it's about a woman who's out of shape who decides to start running, um, and 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 anyways, but ultimately. I recommend people stick with it because it was a pretty inspiring movie. Um, can I just bring up a, a more important point here? Let's just like take a, a moment to re- recognize that there probably this podcast would not exist if probably if when we were growing up, big, dumb, shitty action movies, which this is way six underground is way worse than the stuff that we went to see, but like big action movies 
were never released in the theater and we could just watch in the comforter of our own home. There's no way we would have gone to the movies every Friday night, which this podcast is based on. And we'd be missing the drive home, that essential drive home from the theater where we'd all be like contrasting opinions and talking about the biz and casting choices and character development. And that inspired this podcast. And so I know that in general, people are going less and less to the movies, obviously, and they're so freaking expensive. Um, but if it we if you never even have the option, isn't that so sad? That like how yeah, what's happening that like Michael Bay and Scorsese are I, I'm like in a weird way like sad that they're releasing stuff on Netflix, even though it makes movies more accessible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. The Friday night movie thing is a special fun thing. I think that my when my kids are older, I'll appreciate it more. Right now, where I am in life, it's not bad because we can see a Friday night movie. And you don't need like already paid for right. it. Right. But and you don't need like a hundred dollars for tickets and a babysitter and the popcorn and everything to see this kind of movie. Right. But then on the then other hand, like, sue Michael Bay and like it'd be a whole problem. On the other hand, I'd pay money to have seen a better movie. <laughs> so. So. So what we're saying is just make good movies that you can put in a theater. But I'm like, Michael Bay, if you didn't think it was good enough to be put into a theater, why would we think it's good enough to watch it in a theater? It's it's so funny because it's this, it's great. It's a great tension. Anyway, speaking of the theaters, next week, two of the dun, biggest, dun, dun, most dun, dun, anticipated dun. movies of the year are coming out. Two. Cats the Musical. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a big week when for does, Shy. When does Cats come out, Shy? Careful, Shy. You may as... leave a child at school. I'm going to see. I'm going to see both. The Rise of Skywalker is the other one, and and Bombshell is also coming out. But I'm not going to get a chance to see that before we come to visit you. Ooh, I want to see that. Yeah. But the Rise of Skywalker, I will be seeing next Thursday, and then I will be seeing Cats the following day. And are you, who are you going to see? Which with with who? I'm going to see the Rise of Skywalker with Allie, because I feel like I did not we, see that coming. We just need to get this out of the way. You know, like she's going to be forced to see it. And I don't, you know, after what last time, I don't know if I'm going to see this twice in the theater. I mean, I probably am so I can see it with you guys. But, but like after la- last Rise time, Skywalker? last time I was very He's bullish on The Last Jedi. Like, I bought like, is that a tickets Star Wars to see movie? it twice. Wait, I thought you were going to see it with me. I am going to see it with you, but I'm seeing it on Thursday when it comes out. I'm getting a lot of peer pressure that I need to go see it on Thursday. I feel like you should see it on Thursday. No, but I thought you were seeing it with her. I'll see it with you, you there also. So why do you have to see it on Thursday, Beck? So because if I don't see it on Thursday, I know how am I going to talk to you guys about it? I don't know if I'm going to be able to go on Thursday. I might have to go on Sunday so we can... Oh, okay. Well, then, I, look, Wait. But, but for Last Jedi, I had Star Wars hubris, I'm going to admit. I bought tickets to two showings, I think, on the same day or something like that, or two showings right away, like one with Brandon and one with Allie, because I'm like... You I'm put all your eggs this. in your JJ basket. I put... Well, no, in the... That was the Last Jedi. I just assumed it was going to be amazing. Right. Mm. You just... As good. Right. Yeah. That's what I call the JJ basket. The JJ basket. This time, I bought tickets to one showing so as not to mess it up. But since The Last Jedi has been this long-running conversation for almost two years, it it will wrap up eventually because we're going to have either something else to complain about or we're going to feel better. Will we, though? God forbid Cats is bad. Jesus. (laughs) I hope you have a therapist appointment (laughs) lined up for Saturday, like a (laughs) Skype one, to process. We we are coming up to a big moment in the podcast because if I would say if one of my favorite episodes to show people is The Last Jedi Instant Reaction, a.k.a. We Bought a Zoo in Space. I was thinking about it the other day. So I'd love to ask you guys some key questions, predictions. Number one, what 
more reveals will we see about Ray's identity? What's your prediction? Well, I hope the only reveal is that she's really his daughter or something. Yeah, right? I hope the only thing we find out is that, that she's, she's a Skywalker. Like and a long-lost cousin. Like, like a third cousin of his. Like that she's related to him. I, I, I'm assuming that she is some form of clone, some sort of force creation by the Emperor. That that they've they've met that that her having oh, like no a, parents like a means Anakin. exactly well or or the same as Anakin right and this is an Anakin like a immaculate, immaculate conception conceived, yeah so she's either a clone of Anakin or she she's something that was created in the same way but isn't exactly the same because then we can finally explain why she's a superhuman the way Anakin and Luke and some of and Ben Solo are right they're all pretty formidable with the Force okay what role will Luke play in this film? Will he come back as a force ghost? Will he haunt yeah, Ray? Will he haunt? I think uh, he's Kylo like an. Ob- I hope he. I just hope he's like an Obi Wan. Like I don't need him to be anything else. I don't need him to. You know what I mean? Like I just, just want him to like guide her and like. Is it so much? It's. I guess it's like too repetitive or trite to ask for that. But I'm good with that. Him just showing up and giving her advice. I, I think. Yeah. I think they're gonna have to use him the way Obi Wan did in Return of the Jedi to. Uh, exposition out all of the mistakes from the previous, all the hanging chads from the previous movie. I mean, I have to say, like, it's hard enough to make this movie as it is, but he, and you guys have been sending articles about this stuff, you know, J.J. Abrams has a very large mountain to climb because he's got to fix mistakes made in the second one and then make an incredible third movie to tie it all together. So good luck with that. It's real difficult. I, I love the stuff he's. Well, been... did you guys read that article I sent you? No, why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> tell our audience. Oh, just, I, I might have read funny. it. I've been reading a lot of. Well, stuff. it's just basically, basically, what's kind of. It's I've been reading things that are in line with Shy's thinking, which is that slowly they're starting to admit that Ryan Johnson shit the bed on Last Jedi and kind of screwed up the ending of the series and now JJ and his team of people have to kind of like undo all of his garb, all, all of Ryan Johnson's garbage mistakes and fix them for right. this last movie. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, I would say like, Shy, you you have all. I mean, I, you guys, did you see that there's this new trailer that has all these spoilers in it? No, nope, I will. I haven't watched any of the trailers at all for the movie except the first, first, first. Oh, well, there's first, a whole first, big first deal spoiler. that. Nope. There's a really big. There's a really big deal that the newest, this like last trailer, and I find it like bizarre that they would release it. Everybody's like, why would they release it? Please right before don't the movie tell comes me out? anything that's in this trailer. Okay, well, there's like a, like these like three major spoilers in the trailer. They probably and they been couldn't believe trailers it. Either. And I'm reading it, and I'm like. This means nothing to me. How much do I not know about Star Wars that I don't find any of these so things? So I would say number one, part of the issue is is that there's an obsession with spoilers in these movies. But the reality is is that what makes Star Wars great is not the surprises; it's the characters. And so I don't want it spoiled because I want the experience of seeing it for the first time. But the f- biggest flaw of the Last Jedi is how many twists there are in it. We don't need twists for it to be great. The whole point is to love it and we can watch right, it like over and over and over Right, like nobody's like, oh my god, the movies were so good because Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Or, or, like that's, or because <laughs> or of that, that Darth m- Vader's 
like his father. Although remember, that's a pretty big deal. I don't but. remember not knowing Darth Vader as his father. I don't ever remember not knowing that. I just remember. Right, it's like the sixth sense. That, like, that's it. Now you can't really watch it ever the same again because you know. Exactly. Like, those things are cool facts, but it's not what makes the movies great. Exactly. And so I think we got to get back to that. Okay. Last question for you two. Will I like it? Yes, you have to like yes, it. Yes, you're going to like uh, it. You're going to be really happy. You're going like, to have, like, some things will still make you sad, but overall you. you'll feel like you have closure. Yeah. You're, you have no choice but to like it. So get in that mind frame. You know okay. what I mean? And if there's stuff you don't like, you have to chalk it up to what JJ had to work with. That's fair. But, yeah, it's like you're going – I mean, it's like we're going to say goodbye to these beloved characters because Disney's decided the quote-unquote Skywalker saga is ending and they took all of the new characters' personality away in the previous movie. So I would have been okay with the Skywalker saga ending when they went with with Rey out of The Force Awakens. So they've got to do a lot of good stuff in this one. So we'll see. Um, okay. Now, in the meantime, The Mandalorian continuing to crush it. I don't know if you saw oh, episode I haven't, six. I haven't seen, I haven't seen episode, episode six, yet, six but I'm going to watch it today. has Clancy Brown. That's all I have to say. Clancy okay. freaking Huge Brown. Huge Clancy Brown fans in this family. Clancy freaking Brown. Okay, let's go around the horn. Let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Um, let's start with uh, Lily, because I'm not sure if you have a list, <laughs> but there's only one thing on your list that I can see. But didn't you write that? I didn't yeah, write that. Yeah, I, I just wrote that. Yeah. Um, um, Shy made the excellent recommendation. I love when you just get the perfect rec for the perfect night. I'm gonna say it. Perfection, like, just no, that like sounds bad. Underground, per- similar per- to perfection. Rec- rec- stop. Work that one um, out offline. Yeah. <laughs> you got to workshop that one. You got to workshop yeah. that one. Um, but you you gave us the per- it was like a Saturday night. Not, it was like one of those nights where you're like, look, we're just gonna get stuck watching TV when this could be a movie. Do you ever have that feeling? You're like, yeah. I could watch a whole movie. I'm not gonna waste it on a show I could watch in the week time. Yeah, exactly. So Shy was like, I was like, what do I watch? He's like, Ready or Not. It is funny. It is scary. It is dramatic. It is um, gory. So it's like a little bit for everyone in your family. And I was like, done, let's do it. I in- thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, I, it makes me, uh, I, I feel like it's definitely Canadian. I don't know why. You know, you get that oh, feeling. It's super Canadian. I don't know right. exactly, but it seemed like everyone in that movie was Canadian. Like when Adam Brody's the most famous person in the movie, you know it's Canadian, right? <laughs> like, no. And um, he was great. Like, good yeah. for you, Adam. Brody. He was great. He was, he was, he was great. Um, playing against type, I yeah. feel like, for him. And the main actress who's Australian? New, from, uh, yeah, New, New Zealand, Zealand or Australian? New Zealand. She might be from New Zealand. I, either way, she did a, a, a great job. And uh, that's a super fun, like, kind of... Um, and it has Donnie from Orphan Black. It has Donnie from Orphan Black. Oh, I'm in. I've oh, got back. to see no, this no, movie. You're gonna, I think Vlad's going to like it. It's, a, it's just a lot of fun. It's like one of those movies that you're like, thank you. And how and long is 90, it? 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Oh. Did it feel like it needed to be a minute longer? No. Nope. And, and did and began right when it was supposed to. And it, um, and it didn't expand beyond what you needed to know for the movie to be good. Well, also, Becky, we've talked about this so much, and Becky often says this, like, you can tell the story as you're telling the story. Like, <laughs> tell the story as things are happening on screen. You don't have to stop all the action to tell mm-hmm. us the story. 
And so that what was great about it. Because you don't, I don't read anything about it. Just start watching. You don't understand what's happening until it starts happening. So um, that was super fun. And we've been, I'm going to restart The Mandalorian. I feel like I can get Jose on board. I've watched enough episodes to be like, I've, I have to like vet his shows. <laughs> I'm like, I can get him on board for this. So I'm going to trick him into watching a little baby Yoda. Um, and so I'm really into that. And uh, you're the worst fortune rookie stuff. Like I, 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 taking in lots of content still from the Janet Varney world. Um, I also got a chance to watch a show that I feel like Allie's world is less than without having seen it, which is Four Weddings and a Funeral, the Mindy Kaling show uh, that she made. She's in a show about Four Weddings and a Funeral? She made a show version of the movie. And I was so hopeful. I was like so wanting it. And I don't even like that movie. But I was like, oh, this is like right up my alley, a little rom-com mixed in with Mindy Kaling humor. Oh, I want to like it so bad. If anybody out there likes it, let me know. It's just, Becky, if you can watch it for free and you're like not paying attention, go right ahead. But it, it's, no, it's not as good as it could have been. Mindy, come on. So that's mm-hmm. my gist. That was my feeling about the trailer. Um, okay, I'm watching tons of stuff. I'm just going to run down the list. In the last two weeks, I've seen almost all of Schitt's Creek, but we knew, we know that. Ford versus Ferrari, Rocketman, Jojo Rabbit, Apollo We just give some thumbs, thumbs down, so I know what we're dealing with. What? Ford just versus Ferrari. Buy Renter Metham. Buy Renter Metham. Oh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari... Oh, it was great. Um, their performances were awesome. I thought it was super interesting. Solid rent. Rocket Man. I thought that was... coming. What? Did not see that. No, coming. I, I really. It was just like it's just like a well acted, well made movie. It was. I just it's Chris, Christian Bale and Matt Damon are not going to disappoint. Like end of story. They're great. Um, Rocket Man. You know, it's a shame that I already saw Bohemian Rhapsody because while it's completely different in how it's made and it's so beautiful and fantastical. Eh, no offense, but Elton John and Freddie Mercury kind of have like similar enough stories that I was like, pretty much sure I've seen this narrative. But also, but was, how yeah. much? Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I think it's a lot. I think I think Taron Egerton is a. I think Taron Egerton is a phenomenal actor. He's yeah. really, really no. The cast was amazing. Um, but do you recommend it? Weird, yeah, I totally recommend it. But it was a weird casting choice as Bryce Dallas Howard as the. Mom, doesn't that just seem like a weird casting choice? Because like the same cool age. The movie. I thought that was cool, but it did suffer but, like, from being in the same year as like huh? three other big music movies. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, best movie of my life. Forget about best, best movie it. of the year. Apollo I keep checking 11. The like sad. You know, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you, I actually really found it really refreshing to watch a documentary that wasn't some sort of character-driven social issue you know, criminal justice film. That's pretty much, I feel moon. like it you're was just, just a, you're describing just your cool. over of work there. Right. I am completely yeah. describing. And because that's a field that I've worked in for so long, it's so much of the content like, that I, I want to see a movie about, I, I know they're going to get to the moon. Yeah. And it was just, it was just like really cool archival stuff. And you're like, there's another way What's to make it. That no one's ever seen before, which is pretty yes. amazing. Um, I've been watching You're the Worst, as it's been discussed, and Fortune Rookie. Um, there's a show on Netflix that is super, 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 super fun called The Movies That Made Us. Oh, that was I, it such only a good has, recommendation, Becky. That yeah, you gave it only me. has like four apps, but it's 
awesome. I second It's basically like a mini documentary on um, the films that they do. It's four different episodes. Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Die Hard, and Ghostbusters. Super fun. Can you tell us quickly why you won't watch the one about the toys? Oh, yeah. So this is a follow-up to The Toys That Made Us. And I haven't watched that documentary yet, even though people tell me all the time I should watch it. Because if I buy it, I'll be on eBay while I'm watching it. it. I I will spend too much money watching a documentary about toys from when I was little. I will just be out buying so, Watch the movies that made us, because I think you own these movies. But I really just need... <laughs> I do own you all those movies. You don't have to worry, Shai. You already yeah. own these movies. I just movies. am like, <laughs> I need to rewatch Dirty Dancing stat. Um, oh, right? That's exactly what I thought. Like, and I've seen it so many times, but it was fascinating. I had no idea it was made by women, like written by a woman. Such cool story. Such cool backstory to it. Um, also, the dirty, it. the dirty Dancing episode of the Goldbergs in season three is one it's of my still, favorites. Dirty Gants is a gift oh, yeah. that keeps on giving. It is. So Nailed It has a new holiday edition. Jason Jason Manzukis is back for another ep. Maya Rudolph does an ep. Those are the only two I've seen, and they were fantastic. So at least I recommend those two. Then, as it turns out, did you guys know you can watch professional tag tournaments on TV? Not tag what? team. Well, I love no, no, preg- no. pregnant Becky's like, TV watching is the greatest. <laughs> post, post we got beast. Break. We got Beastmaster last time, and now, now we, we have, have professional pro- tag. I bet Vlad. Where can loves I see it. this? Can I, I watch bet, it right now while we're talking? Me, what is it? Tell Where me is it? Vlad loves professional tag. No, no, Vlad is the one that obviously found this. Is and there like a, is it, is it like a rope course, or is it just a big room? No, so it's a room, and it has all of these structures in the room. Okay, okay, so like there's a Jungle Imagine it's like a jungle gym for adults and they're playing tag, but they can also kind of like parkour off of these structures. And it's really, it's really thrilling. How does it end? There's a timer? Like if you're it, I, when the timer goes off? I don't recall. <laughs> is you're just a... watching adults run back and forth and touch each other? Is it adults or is it children? No, it's adults. Is it on ESPN the Ocho like in like in dodgeball? (laughs) ESPN the Ocho. I will have to get back to you guys on that of where to watch professional tag tournaments, but this is something we have been watching. You don't know the network? That's abysmal. No. I have to Google it right There's now. There's something Vlad finds. And well, on. I'll be watching it with you guys next week, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. so here's what I've been watching. So, uh, first of all, I have a suggestion for Netflix. I am, like, there will be proof now that I came up with this because it's going to be on this podcast and will be have launched. What I miss most about the streaming era is that feeling of flipping on the television at any given time and being partway through a movie and being like, oh, it's like 45 minutes into Ghostbusters. I have to watch the rest because that's one of those great things. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're watching it on TBS with commercials, which is but like I don't have any of the HBO channels anymore on my regular television. But that feeling of being able to just like flip it on and be like, "Ooh, Uncle Buck's on. So I want I want there to be a shuffle function on Netflix and Hulu and all the other ones where you just hit shuffle and based on the algorithm it puts something on midway that you may or may not have seen you may oh, like 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 it'll start at maybe like it might pick so for example it might pick like uncle buck and start it at like the 36 minute mark or maybe exactly. it'll pick die hard at the 20 minute mark but is the, right? the minute mark okay. part of the algorithm too or is it always yeah, going to be 36 minutes no no it could be random no, it's it could be the last be 10 like, minutes of indiana like jones the last 
as right. if like, it, as if Cheyenne in this alternate world, all these shows are playing live all right, the time. Like I a... can tell you, if you start Avatar a half an hour into it, chances are I'm gonna have to watch that whole movie. You're with the blue people. Don't even yeah. know why I like Avatar, but if Becky's it's on, I have Titanic to watch it. For the 2000s. If I... it's on, I have to watch it. But you like James Cameron? Just say it. I don't not like James Cameron. <laughs> I think that, but but I think there's something to that. There's something to the but it's found hypnotic. Mo- something about like the blue people. I just need to keep watching them. There's something about the the experience. It's a found money experience. That like, oh my goodness, Home Alone two is on, but we're already well into the part where Boston, he does the pranks. New York? Yeah, where he's already doing the pranks, yeah. or where it's just the hotel part because right, that's the funny part. You've already skipped the boring parts. So that's you. my big suggestion for the streaming companies. I will. Welcome. Someone, you're welcome. Uh, uh, watching you're the worst. Happy endings is a show that I'm in a tradesies for. That's all, I'm way behind on this tradesies. Happy endings. I describe. It's a show from about almost ten years ago, with Alicia Cuthbert, Adam Paley, Casey Wilson, Damon Wayne's Paley or Pally. Pally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paley. Pally. Damon Wayans Jr. and and Eliza Coop, who I love, and think of it like a an update of Friends that isn't quite the new girl. Whatever it is, it's like Froyo. It's sweet. It's low calorie. Everybody in it is super talented. I will like, say some of the humor. In it's when a you watch bit it, it feels really dated. The, the humor in it feels oh, like a it? little bit dated. Yeah, it's funny. oh, that's interesting. It's, it's interesting. You can see some of the some of the stuff. Friends is like that to me is a turn off. Fr- Friends is dated too, but th- this isn't. But- but it's so delicious. But it's also so long ago, so it's different. This is recent enough that sometimes it feels a little dated. That being said, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm already. I mean, there's only three seasons, three or two and a half seasons of the show, so I'm already almost done, and uh, I enjoyed it. There is a new podcast I discovered called The Weird Alphabet, which is a show that is reviewing every weird alphabet, weird al song in alphabetical order. And I immediately messaged them when I discovered them and said, "I really need to come on your show." And uh, hopefully, people should check this out if you like Weird Al. It's a really fun show. Oh, uh, um, yeah. and hopefully, you'll have me on. I watched. So I, I I enjoy the notion of these Christmas movies, the Vanessa Hutchins, all these things, but I I think that it's getting a little bit like too much. It's like there's too many of them at this point. It's it's becoming a parody of itself. But wow. there's a show called the unless it's Vanessa Hutchins, th- there's a show called the Moody's Christmas as a miniseries that I don't know what. With your I other have. obsession, um, South America, sweetheart. Oh yeah, with, Maria um, de Faria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maria Gabriela de Faria. Constantly sends me her Instagram stories, but I follow her on Instagram, so I get to watch Who? them twice. Who are you talking Maria about? Maria Gabriela de Faria. She is. She like, was, it's like unhealthy. I'm worried. She was in Deadly Class. She's hilarious. But this is. It stars Dennis Leary, um, Elizabeth Perkins, uh, Jay Baruchel, and it's a family. It's it's kind of like the Family Stone, but in six episodes Sorry, of TV. Sorry, this is a. TV show? Yes. It's a miniseries. It's, it's a miniseries. It's like six episodes it's on just, Netflix. It's just like one of those holiday movies, but it's a little higher quality. Um, anyways, it's a dysfunctional family on the holidays, romantic swaps between, you know, people come with one person and then they fall in love with someone else, that kind of a thing. Uh, but so far, the first episode, I really enjoyed uh, then um, I I so I mentioned Brittany runs a marathon, and then last but not least, I want to make a huge plug for our dear friend, friend of the podcast, friend in real life, uh, Pamela Gurley, Doctor Pamela Gurley, 
host of the Herspiration oh, yeah. Happy Hour. Mm. She just released her book, book. Yeah, I Am I Not a Stereotype. And you can find out all about it on I Am Dr. P. Gurley, P. Uh, I A M D R P G U R L E Y dot com. And this is uh, Pam really reflecting on her own story. She talks about her childhood, her teen years, workplace experiences, toxic marriages, and all that can affect one's mental and emotional growth. It's an introspective look at her life and inspires all to look at their own lives so and to be comfortable in their own skin and strive for their own ambitions anyway and to live unapologetically that is one of pam's big things so pam congratulations on the book i have not one but two signed copies i was very excited to get people should check that out so can i okay one quick thing i'm just gonna say if you are considering we hear you sighing becky it's two seconds if no, I would just, that's uh, not what I was sighing about. Jeez, don't take everything usually, so personally. I usually sigh when I talk. Uh, so. I know I was sighing because I wanted to do a shout out to someone and I didn't write it down. Maybe and now I forgot. Okay, keep going. Um, if you're considering watching a marriage story on it, on Netflix, which I know, Shai, you are not. Nope. But if you are no considering it, don't like I, sad and you're rich like people. on the fence, I just want to say to you that the acting is unbelievable and it's a really great I think it's a really good movie I think it's really well made I think that the directing is really great the pacing is good it's not that I don't think it's too long maybe a tad but um, it's just really intense portrait of a relationship and the two of them do a phenomenal job uh, so yeah like you I don't think you'd be disappointed when you watch it's not like ooh, am I gonna watch this like kind of maybe sad intense movie and it's gonna be bad no it's that movie was good but it's not I don't think it's for everyone and in every moment in people's lives but I was thoroughly impressed with the, those two actors Scar Joe and uh, Kylo Ren Adam Driver so yeah just wanted to mention that and where can All people, right. and then cool. where can people follow you Chichi K Gomez on Twitter and I am on fire these days people you are burns all day long um uh, mom wanted me to plug something she's been listening to so i i remembered that so i'm gonna at least do that she's been getting really into howard stern lately um and she's been watching a little family history mom and i used to listen to howard stern together during that period when howard stern came on in montreal and yeah that's a when it was on shome in 1997 for a couple years mom and i used to listen together all right, well, she's getting back into him, and uh, she's been listening to his interview with Hillary Clinton, and she is, like, obsessed with it and wants to recommend it to everyone. She says it's totally amazing. Um, I'm not listening to it, but I'm letting her explain it to me, which is just as better, fun for me because I love when people do that. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I have been tweeting now that I'm home, um, sort of, at uh, paperbkprincess. But I make no guarantees. And you can follow me at Pancake in the number four table. That's Pancake4Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can follow us also at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Please remember to rate and review us. It's the best, freest way to support the podcast. And... 
Uh, our theme music is by What Does It Eat, and that shall kick in, and we shall dance our way like if into we, the night. Like if we start asking people for money, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I can't. I wish it was like we could go back to when they just asked us to rate and review." <laughs> so we're doing you a favor. Please rate and review. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you so much. Dance, dance, dance. Love you. Love you. Bye. And take a nap. What is that when the radio people do the noise? What's that called? Street walking? What's their name for it? Palunking? <laughs> Street walking? What do you like? You that's have a prostitution. name in biz. What do you call that, Becky? When people make the noises? Foley? Yes. Street walking? <laughs> Street walking sounds like it makes way more sense than Foley. Like that sounds like somebody's last name and only someone's last name. Okay. <laughs>